lunch I eat a sandwich with a glass of Coke to roll. No one can see you drinking when you're working from home. I still produce reports in a professional font. But now when I have downtime, I can do what I want. And welcome to the Existentialist Cucumber, the podcast that's wondering if the Blue Jays are going to ask Manningly to shave those sideburns. And my name is Larry Wu. And I'm Curtis Withers. Uh, yes, that's right. Don Don Mattingly, the man, the multi-time all-star for the New York Yankees um, and uh, celebrated Simpsons character is now part of the Toronto Blue Jays. He'll be he'll be uh, the second in command um, as the bench coach behind uh, uh, John Schneider, the manager. And yeah, I'd, I'm I'm curious to see what his hair is going to look like. See, Curtis, I, I that's why you you should have told whoever you were signing to do the press conference or with Manningly, the first one he's ever done in Toronto, and just to ask him about ask him about that. <laughs> I'm sure he must get it all the time. I think so. Like, I mean, there's some people who know him only for that, right? <laughs> and, and and what was this? Okay, so I know that there was a tie-in, like. Manningly in that episode, he's the only one that doesn't actually no him and Strawberry right that that doesn't have any bad luck bestowed upon him, and yeah. he gets fired by Mister Burns because he won't shave his sideburns. But apparently, there's actually a real life tie in story that actually makes it even makes that joke even funnier, right? That's right. Uh, when he. Uh, there was one time when the Yankees were particularly sort of mediocre and uh, he had, I, ca- I can't remember if he was like looking for a trade out of the Yankees and that's why sort of they were, they were kind of being a bit heavy handed with him, but he had a mullet. It was a pretty good mullet. Um, you and I were talking earlier about baseball mullets and, and uh, in particular, Dave Steeb. Mm-hmm. I would say this was uh, sort of on that level and uh he was asked to to get a haircut and when he refused uh they benched him this is like a like a six-time all-star they benched him (laughs) and then they said that they were going to fine him 250 dollars a day until he he got his uh his haircut In, in a sport that really you're wearing a hat throughout the entire thing yeah, absolutely. So, so he did. He did get his haircut, but then I think he sounded off on the team uh, afterwards. But uh, so then, yeah, they brought that joke over to that to the Simpsons, the famous Simpsons uh, baseball episode. Home and at one that. point, he's he shaved his head so that he's almost got like in the inverse of sideburns, right? Like he's <laughs> where his sideburns would be. He shaved like his hair. <laughs> straight <Okay>. up <laughs> and mr burns is still maddingly i told you to shave those sideburns you're off the team but but then he says the the the, the famous line right oh still like him better than strider yeah <laughs> that's right <laughs> oh yeah so you know hey good luck with him and uh you know and that was yeah that episode was uh homer at bat what was it season three that was during the baseball strike right I think so. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That's how I guess how that's that's how all these guys are available. Yeah. yeah. So, so World Cup, Curtis, you're you're yeah. watching a bit more, obviously. Yeah. So uh, Canada, I mean Canada is officially done. They there was no result today that 
would have salvaged uh, their their cup and put them into the knockout stage. But I think they wanted to go out, you know, with some pride and maybe get a point for the first time ever. And they they didn't. They lost two one to Morocco, um, and a lot of it was due to some. Ju- they just played terrible, especially defensively, uh, at the beginning of the game and got down into a early um, two nothing hole. And then, uh, and then they got one back when a Moroccan defender kicked the ball, or like deflect not actively, but it deflected off him and went into the net. So it was an own goal. So um, you know, Alfonso Davies still has the only um, goal f- for Canada. Um, you know that that wasn't a, that wasn't an accident. So you're like, ah, oh, you know, it's not going to be great. But then they played a really good second half, and they came very close to tying it. There was a there was a uh, Atiba Hutchinson had a header that um, hit the crossbar and landed, and it landed just barely touching the goal line, so a couple of inches, and that would have been a tying goal. Uh, so Canada, you know, the thing is, like I've seen on Twitter, a lot of people saying, "Oh, it was a disappointment. Oh, we're way far behind all these other countries," and and you know, like. One guy was saying, oh, you know, I remember 1986, which was the last time Canada, the only other time Canada was in the World Cup. And this feels way worse. And I'm thinking, like, what are these people expecting? <laughs> I think what happened was because of the how emphatically they qualified out of their region, mm-hmm. the, you know, the North American, Central American, Caribbean region, and they finished ahead of the U.S. and Mexico. All of a, all of a sudden, I think people thought that they were going to go to the World Cup and and make a name for themselves but they're still like the 40 what 41st ranked team Mm -hmm. they're playing they were playing against the second ranked team and actually looked the best against them that was the belgium game that they were unfortunate not to get a point uh the 14th ranked team and the uh, 2018 runners up in croatia who schooled them pretty hard and morocco who's like ranked i think 21st or 22nd in the in the world so you know they're not supposed to beat any of those teams and they played i think um they played really well for a game and a half and then played like ass for a game and a half Mm. i just don't think that you're going to get much more out of them i think like expectations are completely unrealistic on this team it's a stepping stone to hopefully something better when Canada is a co-host along with the U.S. and Mexico yeah, for yeah, years. I, I think this just provides hope, right? Mm-hmm. And it's also Twitter. Come on. We have, we're, we've been talking about Twitter all week, <laughs> and we've got Twitter stories, and it's just a horrible place to be. Um, any any uh, other, I guess, upsets? Yes, there were. Um, the uh, So that was group, Canada was in Group F. So it was kind of an uh, uh, an interesting sort of situation because Morocco ended up going through as the top team. Belgium was eliminated after a nil-nil draw with Croatia today. So Croatia goes through as the second team. Morocco, with two wins and a draw, goes through as the top team, uh, which nobody expected. And then the crazier stuff happened this afternoon in Group E, uh, where it was... All, all the teams still had a chance to to go through. Germany needed a huge game to even have a chance. Um, and, you know, they're a traditional power. They were in danger of not making it to the knockout stage for a second straight World Cup, though. 
but they they ended up beating Costa Rica four uh, two. So the four goals they needed for a tiebreak, but it ended up not mattering because Japan beat Spain, the 2010 champions, mm-hmm. 2-1 after beating Germany earlier in the tournament and yet losing to Costa Rica in between <laughs> those two games. And Japan goes through as the top team in that group. But if they had have tied Spain, then Germany, because of those four goals, they would have they would have gone through on the tiebreak. So Japan, like with like, you know, in injury time, they're just holding on for dear life because like they can't afford to draw Spain. You know, they have to they have to complete this improbable upset. And then they do, and they go through as the top team. So, you know, Morocco and Japan winning their groups. If you had a bet on that, you would probably get a good payday. This is almost have memories of uh what was that one World Cup when uh South Korea went on a tear? That was when they co-hosted with Japan. Yeah, that's right. Um, I want to say that was 2000. Was that 2006, maybe? Uh, yeah, they, they, they did. They went to the, to the quarterfinals, the semifinals. They beat Italy along the way, I remember, which was hugely controversial. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's right. Yeah, South Korea. Um, yeah. Sometimes, like, I remember um, Bulgaria going to the semifinals one year and then you never heard from them again like sometimes teams will just catch lightning lightning in a mm-hmm. bottle and they'll happen to have one or two outstanding players and they'll they'll go they'll go much farther than they normally do but usually you'll see the traditional powers um you know in there but you know like no germany and uh potentially no i guess argentina despite or did they go through? I can't remember if they're still to go. Uh, oh no, they went through. Uh, but yeah, I think I think like it's pretty it's pretty interesting uh, to see like the traditional powers have to sweat it a little bit, like Argentina uh, because they lost to Saudi Arabia originally. They had to sweat it out and then and then put put forth a couple of good results to move on. Um, yeah, it's. Uh, it's uh, it's very interesting. Well, we're down to the 16 now, right? So we have be- uh, there's a couple more games. There's four more games uh, tomorrow, so that'll be the end of the groups. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Brazil of the teams that play tomorrow, Brazil and Portugal are already through, and then there's t- like some of the teams like Ghana has a good shot to go through. Like uh, that'll all come out uh, tomorrow, and then we'll know who's through. Who's playing who in the in the round of sixteen? Um, yeah, so so yeah, it was a fascinating, fascinating day today, especially those afternoon games. That was just like at one because at one point Costa Rica had a two one lead over Germany before Germany had a big comeback, and Japan was leading um, Spain two one at that time as well. And you know. It, it, they were showing they were showing the 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 sort of standings in real time. There's like if these results hold, Japan and Costa Rica will go through, and both Spain and Germany will get eliminated, which you never would have thought. Yeah, but but then Germany had the big comeback to to 
basically to put Spain through. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's it's more sports to watch every day. And I, 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 I haven't had a chance to kind of sit. Well, it's because they're all during the day. I do have it running. So when I do run upstairs to grab a drink or have a break, I, I like I, I walk into my living room with with it on already. So I, I kind of catch little snippets uh, mm-hmm. here and there. But um, no, that's it, it's sounding very exciting. One one thing before we get off the sports angle, I, I want I brought up this weird story, Curtis, and, and only in Russia that a new sport emerges, Curtis. MMA basketball crossover. Mm-hmm. So envision a UFC octagon. I mean, it looks a little bit bigger. A single net, like at the top of the bar where the cage is. Yeah. And six six people. So it's three teams of two playing basketball. There doesn't seem to be like a, a free throw line either, but it's just it's like this full contact basketball that any kind of MMA rule fighting rules apply, mm-hmm. but the goal is still to get ball in basket. Wow. That, that, I don't, I don't think that's taking over World Cup anytime soon, you think, eh? I don't know. Like that's something that that would be I think fun to watch for like ten minutes, you know, and then <laughs> Yeah, let's let's switch over to to music because uh, Spotify's re- released everybody's rap, which is I guess is like your your summary. But I want to first talk about the death of Christine McVie mm-hmm. um, of uh, Fleetwood Mac. Which did she stop touring with them up up until recent iteration of Fleetwood Mac? Yeah, I'm not too sure because I know she, yeah. she she there was pockets where she disappeared but she was obviously one of the original founding members in 75 right she'd been around she she had definitely been around i think she'd been around even maybe in their sort of like early incarnation as like a blues like a very blues style band Mm -hmm. Uh, and then was definitely around obviously in the sort of rumors sort of era where they became like massive and i I believe she i believe she left the band after the divorce right because she was married yeah yeah she she was married to john i guess john mcvee was the other there was like all kinds of i think that that was a very incestuous group (laughs) uh but it's um, it's it's like it's like that it's like that high school click that that uh suddenly people start going out with each other and then it gets (laughs) weird and then they break up and then it like destroys the group yeah I, I, that's why I never thought that 90210. Oh. I mean, for many reasons, it wasn't realistic. But that was the <laughs> biggest one for me was that, like, you know, they're all da- they're all like dating each other, and then they're still hanging out and going to the peach pit. You know, like I just didn't. I I don't know. But yes, it didn't. It wasn't quite as as it was a lot more acrimonious. I think in Fleetwood Mac. But I think she did. She came back. Obviously, like they all came back and and worked together again um, after uh, they okay. sorted things out. But yeah, Christine McVie. Yeah, she was definitely like uh, you know a huge contributor. Like she had uh, you know very very distinctive uh, voice. Di- you know, sort of different. Obviously, much different style from stevie nicks yeah the other female vocalist quite uh, quite young too like set in her she was in her 70s right and it did it sounded like she kind of kept her illness kind of quiet because even stevie nicks didn't really know that she was really that sick or until days yeah. before. at least yeah. that's what i'm kind of reading in the stories but 
Yeah, I didn't even know. I didn't know that. Anything. I mean, I don't, you know, follow Fleetwood Mac news too closely, but I didn't know. Like, I hadn't heard anything that she was ill or anything. Like, yeah. I was surprised. I was surprised when I saw, when I sort of saw the reports and stuff like yeah. that. But uh, yeah. she did. She did have, uh, like, my. I'm not. You know, we were talking before. Like, I'd, I'm not a. a Fleetwood Mac Maven by any stretch. Although I do like them. The older I get, the more I like them. And the more I'll like try to seek out the music a little bit. And I did I did really like her song um Everywhere, which was from the Tango in the Night album and uh had a really uh a really uh for for time in particular, like uh high production uh value, well done video uh based on the poem uh, The Highwayman by Alfred Noyce. Uh, another person that passed away this week, this past week since we last recorded was um, Fame. Do you remember her name? Irene Cara? Like the song Fame? Yeah. She passed I away. Was, I think that's Irene Cara. And didn't she also do Oh, What a Feeling from the uh, yep. from the flat, from Flashdance? Is that the same person? She did, eh? I didn't even know that. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm learning this in real time. I thought you uh, may have, may, may, you may have, you may have heard heard that throughout the, the week. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, those were good songs. I remember them uh, uh, back when I uh, used to listen to um, hit hit music on AM radio, ten fifty chum. Yeah, I have to. I have to. You know what? I have to actually. Yeah, so back on the twenty fifth. Oh. Yes, because she she did the the theme for the TV show afterwards. Um, after she kind of did the um, uh, the the big song for the movie, right? Hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So again, music loses another. You know, well, I guess we're 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 getting at that age, Greg Curtis, <laughs> where we're just kind of seeing people that you know, we're, we're in front of us. It's, it's, it's the cruel arm of time, right? Yeah. It used to be just wrestlers. Yeah. And that's because they die much younger, but, but so. one person that is still around with us in his biopic got released starring Dan Rutkith is, um, parody master weird Al Yankovic. Now, I don't have a weird Al story, but I do have the story about this band I stumbled upon which is described as a parody heavy metal tribute band for Black Sabbath, and they're called Mix Sabbath. Mm-hmm. Basically, they're like a guar-like van band playing Black Sabbath songs, but dressed in the world of characters from McDonald's. So the lead yeah. singer is Ronald Osborne that's dressed like a, I guess, a, a heavy metal version of Ronald McDonald. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I, uh, my favorite is the Mayor McCheese uh, character, the guitarist, right? Is he yeah, the, the guitarist? guitarist. Yeah, f- frightening looking. <laughs> Mayor McCheese with massive tusks. <laughs> what What's fantastic is so the lead singer just has to put makeup on. He's got the wig, but these guys mm. actually have to play with the giant burger head, and the one and the bass player is uh, Grimalis. Or Grimalis, I guess, yeah. like Grim and Malice, and he's in the big purple costume. Yeah, I, I don't know how they. I don't know how they do that. They must have like some sort of. Obviously, they must have some sort of, uh, you know, way to to get your hand uh, out. 
you know you couldn't obviously play in that big purple mitt. So so doing doing a, a a a little deeper dive on the band. So they're from LA, formed in uh, twenty fourteen. Uh, self-appointed founders of the drive-through metal genre. Now, like now apparently, they, because they are a parody band, parody tribute band, they they don't do covers. They actually like do what Weird Al does, and they're they're putting. They're, I guess they're utilizing McDonald fast food lyrics into um, Black Sabbath songs. Like for right. example. The parody for Paranoid is Parabuns. Iron Man is Frying Pan. Okay, yeah. Sweet Leaf is Sweet Beef. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> and Symptom of the Universe is Zipping Up the Uniform. That's good. That's good. Symptoms of the Universe is one of my favorite uh, Black Sabbath songs. So <laughs> I, like I, 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 think, I think we need to go see these guys, Curtis, when they come to town, if they come to town. Yeah, if they come to the Danforth Music Hall, I'm there. Um, yeah, it reminds me of uh, of some other. I don't know if you have any favorite um, parody bands, uh, Larry. Uh, there was one that that, uh, and I only really watched one video from them, but I quite liked it. It was uh, it was called uh, Oakley Dokley, and they were a thrash metal band where everybody dressed <laughs> like Ned Flanders. And they had a song called uh, "White Wine Spritzer." Remember that was the episode. Where they to, <laughs> oh, when when when, when, uh, when he insults, uh, uh, was it uh, Dear Abby or something like that? Or or no, it, no the, I think he had peach snaps that night. <laughs> this, this is when he 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 goes. They go to Vegas and he has a white wine spritzer, and then he 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 wakes up hungover and married. All right. <laughs> So that was that was a uh, that was a, a, a parody band that I that I, that I uh, I enjoyed for five minutes watching that video. But, but I think I think there's something here with the fast food metal band genre, as they say, drive through metal. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm thinking I, I came up with a couple other bands that maybe you and I can form one day, or maybe we can kind of in in convince someone to become part of this uh, musical following and we can have them call themselves ACKFC. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I like it. Um, Twisted Sizzler. Yeah, I like that one. And, and maybe maybe if we find someone that's a little more mellower in, in terms of tone, maybe not so much metal, we go with Burger Kings of Leon. <laughs> Yeah, that's pretty good. Well, Does it? Yeah, I'd like. Uh... Well, either way, go check them out. This is Mick Sabbath. <laughs> now, uh, Curtis, you, as I said off the top, the 2022 Spotify rap came out for everybody and people are sharing it all over social media that you can see um, what they what uh, Spotify does is it kind of takes all the data of all your streaming throughout the year and kind of puts together this bespoke kind of summary of what you've been listening to throughout the year. So uh, I'm just going to go through mine very quickly. Um, Let's see if I can get to. So apparently the number one song I, I listened to, and this is the weird one that I, I I was like, what? (laughs) 
Um, and let's see, apparently I listened to 1700, about 1700 songs throughout the year. And apparently Dua Lipa was my number one oh, song. Wow. Okay. All right. Followed by Tito Puente. Okay. With Oye Como Va. <laughs> and, and this one was a real, I, I, this was a surprising one. Um, uh, Tragically Hip. Now this song I do like. I don't remember playing it that much, but maybe I did. Which was, um, it's a good life if you uh, don't weaken. It's a, it's a decent song. I you know it's not very typical of of uh, tragically hip, but yeah, the dual Lipa one was weird. But uh, so yeah, that was my top songs, I guess. But apparently, so uh, but they also talk about like artists that you listen to. So apparently my top artist this year was Tito Puente. Apparently I spent 1,003 minutes listening to him. Wow. Tito Puente. <laughs> no joke. I, I'm, I'm not. Is, I'm not. Is, is he like, he's like the bongo guy, right? Latin jazz, maybe samba. Yeah. Maybe because it, right. it's, you know. Uh, but apparently... Okay, so close second was Steely Dan, so I'll, I'll give you that. Uh, number four was Dua Lipa again. I'm like, I, I know we did that segment when I said old guys listening to new music. I don't think I listened to it that much when I was doing my research, but maybe. And uh, yeah, after her is Sergio Mendes in the Brazil 66. <laughs> you like sort of like a lot of that sort of um, high, like, like, uh, stunt, like it's a playlist that would have uh, befitted a audio hi-fi audio file from the from the 1960s maybe, maybe yeah living in some kind of space age bachelor pad <laughs> yeah yeah now apparently podcasts uh no surprise because of quality control our podcast is number one followed by the busted open podcast which is a wrestling podcast that i oh. do listen to yeah so Curtis, I'll, I'll pass it to you. What what did uh, what did you have on your rap that was worth noting? Uh, well, Heather and I uh, share an account, uh, okay. which is funny because sometimes, because like like when you share an account, you really share it. Sometimes <laughs> I'm at work. If I'm listening to to it at work and I'm playing around with the volume, and she's listening to it at the same time on the TV. Then all of a sudden, like out of nowhere, the volume will go way up, and then she'll be texting me like, "Are you listening to the Spotify?" Like, you woke up Arthur, <laughs> blasting the volume. So, um, um, can you can you hear that? Yeah, he, he wasn't too, he wasn't too impressed about whatever you were playing. He must have had some kind of memory. Yeah, what yeah. was the song? Do you remember? Uh, well, no, I can tell. I, well, I can't remember. I can't remember what song it was that he didn't. Uh, they didn't like. I can tell you, however, that the number one song on uh, for me in 2022, "Walking on Broken Glass" by Annie Lennox. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Number two, I- it's "Raining Men." Number three uh, is Inter- hold on, hold on. No, let, me, let me look. It's, it's raining men is actually the weather girls. The weather right? girls. The okay. Weather girls. Okay. Correct. Correct. Number three is Inner Smile by Texas. Heather went on a huge Texas tick uh, kick. Um, but then number four, girlfriend Matthew Sweet. Wow, going yeah. deep in the vault. Yeah, I got into that song. I got back into that song for a while and was listen- listening to because it. it's got like 
it's got um such good guitar like really weird sort of chaotic guitar sort of just splattered all over it and girlfriend is before the album that had sick of myself right right or yeah. okay okay i, I yeah. just want I, i'm not not a huge matthews sweet fan per se but I, I knew about the you know those two big uh things and then he yeah. went on fronting uh austin powers band as ming t right it, uh i think in, in the I austin powers did. movie yeah he 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 is he is he is the um, austin powers's band <laughs> if, he, if you go back and watch i think i think he only might be in maybe in the i don't know if he's in the first and second movie not not the third but definitely like the first and first and or second movie i'll have to i'll have to go back and see i remember the band okay. Any other any other highlights? There is the one highlight you should go to. The, I think it's the second last one, which is telling you what type of music listener personality you are. But uh. oh, you know what's like in the in the top in the top twenty is the theme to um, Heaven Sword, the first expansion for Final Fantasy fourteen. <laughs> nice. Were you, were you just kind of like I need to kind of hype myself up via Spotify? Who fame is in there? Um, I think, I think the reason some of these songs are in there is because we're in a, uh, music league and the music league, the back end for the music league is Spotify. Okay. So sometimes we're listening to music league songs, deciding what we're going to vote on. And I guess if something catches our ear, then, uh, it'll show up like there's like, we are the, we are the world is in there. <laughs> Um, Joe Cocker and Jennifer Warren's "Up Where We Belong." That uh, could have been part of our duet uh, thing. You were, maybe you were doing research for our duet uh, segment that one day. <laughs> um, okay, so I, I want you to fast forward to. I think it's the second last thing that they talk about, and it's your music personality. So apparently, mine is the musicologist. You're a buff of the beats, an aficionado of sound. You're in tune with music's past, present, gravitating towards songs that stand the test of time. Basically, you're listening to old stuff, dude. <laughs> you're not listening to Bad Bunny and uh, I don't know. I, I got Dua Lipa in there. That must, that must be account for it's something. Gotta, yeah, that's got to account for something. Although, is it her duet with Elton John? Uh, no, no, it's her main album because uh, we had to do that. Re- remember, I did that research for the episode. Right, right. So did did you find your uh, musical personality? I don't know where to find. I can only find my top songs of 2022. You you have to play the entire rap piece, like the the one that's scrolling 2022, that icon, and that had that's like a, a story that has multiple pages, like I don't know about half a dozen or a dozen pages, and then it's the second last one that talks about your musical personality. Um, uh, this, I think I'm just, uh, I must be too old. It says your rapt is here. Find out who you're listening to. Yeah. And it's got my top songs. So what, what is the other thing I have to. So if you, if you, uh, if you see the scrolling year, do you uh, see the scrolling year? I don't have that. Unless... Okay. Okay. Old guy. We'll, we'll, we'll figure you out soon and sooner, sooner or later. We'll, we can come back to that if you can figure that out. Why don't we segue to our uh, to our to our a hole or not a hole segment this this week? This one, um, 
this one kind of harkens back to maybe uh, something that you probably more I would have thought teenagers bother would would do this. Um, you know, back when you're in high school, maybe you're you must have had that friend. I don't think I ever did it myself, but they would offer you a ride, but then they would ask for gas money, but like unreasonable amount, like five bucks to take you like three kilometers or less, like a twenty, like not even a twenty minute drive. Right. But in any case. Am I the asshole for not paying half the speeding ticket? So you'll love this one. Mm-hmm. So this happened last weekend, but I'm still going back and forth. So I need unbiased opinion. So she is 21, female, and her friend, 22, male, uh, fe- uh, female, riding together in her car. She was driving, and the person that's asking if they're the asshole is the passenger. Went on a two-hour drive, but then they got pulled over going 79 in a 50. Um, and then after that, the friend dropped the person writing this at home. Three days later, the friend that got the ticket texted her saying that the friend or the person writing the article um, will be – is will be paying half the ticket since she was in the car too. Now, this person has no intention of paying the ticket, and he told her no. And then uh, basically, it, it's just kind of erupted the friendship, right? So mm-hmm. they are asked, she's asking, you know, is she the asshole for not paying the ticket? Mm-hmm. Personally, this should be a pretty slam dunk. I'm saying not the asshole, unless you were sitting in the passenger seat egging the person to speed i guess yeah. it's pretty hard it's it, that that takes i think it that takes like a lot of cojones really to ask somebody like who to, does that? to supplement your bad driving you know like to, like that is that is that is crazy like i could i could understand it maybe if it was like a parking ticket like if you parked in like you know like like in front of a fire hydrant or something like maybe that's that's something that you could have helped helped with or whatever but yeah like i don't know like does this mean this does this person like purposely go out and seek people to to drive with because she likes to speed and knows that she'll be able to like you know save save on her ticket by having other people in the car and forcing them to pay i i yeah i i i don't i don't get it myself because a i wouldn't do it i think it's just uh just People being nasty, I think. Yeah, well, it's it's just also not taking, you know, it's it's not taking responsibility for your own bad driving, right? Like, yeah, like, 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 if you're if if you think if you rationally think that you're entitled to half of that speeding ticket to be reimbursed because someone was in the car with you. Then obviously you don't really think that you're doing anything wrong by, by by speeding to the extent that this person was. And here's another example, and I, I don't think it's that far fetched from the story. It would be like you and I, you invite me to a restaurant of your choosing. I happen to not like my dish that I ordered, and then when the bill shows up. I demand that you pay for it because I was not 100% satisfied. Yeah. Yeah. Like, though that dinner like, probably like, would like, be, at, like, be like at McDonald's or Burger King, and then it'd be like no big deal. <laughs> yeah. But still. 
Yeah, this person seems to think that that just by having somebody within proximity of her entitles her to get to, to not have to pay full price for anything. Maybe the logic is, well, you're going just as fast with me. Yeah, that's true. You would have no argument against that. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think that's that one is a it's a slam dunk, but it is pretty funny. It is pretty funny to highlight that there are people out there that are just not really in touch with reality. <laughs> well, I, I, well, I'm glad you said that, Curtis, because that that will segue to probably the rest of the episode where I just kind of looked at our 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 uh, our run sheet and I was like, wow, this episode is really people behaving badly. <laughs> so on to the headlines. A new epidemic is raging through Springfield, and this one didn't start with Krusty Burger's Whatchamacarcus sandwich. So as I was saying. People behaving badly. So let's let's start it off. This is uh, I think we'll call this um, rich old people behaving badly. <laughs> so this is a story out of um, of out of the out of the BBC. The headline is Lady Susan Hussey, and I didn't make that up. That that's that's her last name. <laughs> yeah. Quits over remarks to charity boss Ngozi Fulani. So this is, she's a lady of the court, I guess. So she is William's godmother. Um, She's in her 80s, which I don't know if that would really qualify, but you can kind of, I kind of set the stage. Like you hear the stories of Meghan Markle, like you can only imagine what's happening here. So this was at a, um, I guess a fundraiser that they were at uh, happened to be together. And, you know, she's working the room. This is Lady Hussey's work in the room. And she bumps into Ms. Fulani and then they start talking. Ms. Ms. Fulani, uh, by the way, is African-American. She's black. I was going to say African-American. Like, hold on. No, she's British. And they start having this conversation. Now, Curtis, I will tell you that I've had this conversation before, but not this like, this is this this goes on forever. So they have this conversation where basically Lady Hussey continuously, and I think you and I counted on this transcript about seven or eight times, asking this woman where she is from. Like literally asking, Where are you from? The funny thing is, is at the beginning of this, like, you know, the woman is Fulani just thinking because they're at this uh to do with other charitable organizations. I guess she meant what organization she's from. So she answered mm-hmm. Sista Space, which is the name name of the uh, charitable organization she belongs to. But no, she just kept she just keeps pressing it. Yeah, like no, no, where are you from? Yeah, and it was just like, what part of Africa are you from? And it was just like, oh, just leave it. Yeah. Like, but she keeps pursuing it and pursuing it and pursuing it. So I guess word got out. And uh, she decided to quit. Yeah. Now, I don't know what that means by if you're kind of like aristocratic, like how do you quit that? <laughs> I guess. I don't know. You got you to gotta turn in your silver spoon, I guess. Oh, God. Curtis. Yeah. It was, uh, it, you know, yeah, like we, 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 we thought about like giving the blow by blow of the conversation. And it is so it would have taken us so long because she just will not drop it. She will not drop it. You know what, Curtis? I I don't know. Again, this this is like 
old old people like you and I looking at older people. I I don't know. Part of part of me, I can't wait till I get to that age because then that will like allow me to excuse me to do stuff like this. <laughs> like, can you imagine? It's it's like going into a party, going up to someone that you haven't seen in a while, like, or maybe you never met before, like sizing them up, looking them up and down, and then saying, "So what's up with you?" <laughs> yeah yeah what's your like, yeah and and yeah you you'd find some something to to make them feel like they're they're an outsider right like oh you're not from around here what's what's you know what's the deal <laughs> with what's the deal with like where are you where are you really from no wait where are you really and then and then not dropping it oh yeah i i've i i've i I've had a few encounters. Obviously, when I was younger in grade school or whatever, I never understood it. And then when I caught wind of it, and but then when I'd answer, you know, I'm from Brampton. <laughs> and of course, I I, I, I swear, Curtis, I, I there was about a few people that actually said, no, 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 where, where, not where am I from? They didn't push like she did, but then they would change it by saying, oh, no, where are your parents from? Right. So if you're trying to add, if you're trying to me if you're trying to confess have me confess yes I I I I am Chinese but I'm born here you can like probably the the, the zero accent or I have the word I have the best Southern Ontario accent <laughs> but, but yeah you know I it's it, it's happened to me before and I I kind of told you I was like man if someone ever asked me this today it would probably be like my triggering thing I'd probably go off maybe yeah. if someone were to ask me yeah yeah. Yeah, it's um, you know, and and the thing is, I just don't think that, um, you know, especially in 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 England, which is so sort of class conscious still, you know, and uh, I just don't think that these, you know, uh, aristocrats who have who have sort of played by a certain rule rule book, they I don't think they see anything wrong with this, right? Oh God! Like here's here's one excerpt of the transcript. She she so this is Lady Hussey. No, but what nationality are you? And she said she responds with, "I am born here. I am British." And Lady Hussey goes, "No, but where do you really come from? Where do your people come from?" <laughs> oh, so like. She's a British national, like, mm-hmm. like, oh God, yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. So, so, gotta love that. But you know, in a in a in a slight adjacent story to that, again, more people acting badly to each other. Uh, Jacinda Arden and Santa Santa Marin is that how you pronounce her last name? Uh, dismiss suggestion. Their age and gender was the reason for meeting. So this is Finland's prime minister. And the famous New Zealand prime minister apparently having some type of summit. And like a scene out of She-Hulk, uh, attorney at law, <laughs> a journalist asked whether it was because they were similar age and gender that they were meeting. Yeah. Like they were having a sleepover or something. <laughs> it's crazy. Exactly. And and what are you wearing to that uh, meeting? Yeah. I mean, and and I think they bring it up too. Is like you know, world leaders meet all the time, and they meet to discuss, you know, um, matter matters of uh, oh, trade, 
probably cooperation on like environmental initiatives, any number of things, but probably not like, Hey, you're, you're my age. Hey, do, do you like sex in the city? Let's go hang out. <laughs> no, it would be, yeah, it'd totally be She-Hulk over, right? It, but it would be like Wongers and uh, Mad- Madison. Oh yeah. Yeah. So they, they, the two of them would just be getting drunk. Yeah. On that vodka and, and, and yak milk. Well, I don't know. What, what, what do the Finns drink? I guess that would be vodka, right? Yeah. What are the Finns known? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, maybe Finlandia, would... right? That's like, yeah, yeah. And what are the New Zealands? Are they like big beer drinkers like Aussies? Yeah, I think, I think so. I'd so, have to, I'd some, have to, I'd have to ask. Some type of, some type of beer uh, yeah, like, concoction that will destroy your gut and give you the worst hangover ever. Yeah. Shot of vodka with a beer chaser. <laughs> Sounds pretty I good. I love that. Oh, that's great journalism. Yeah, I it, uh, yeah, it's amazing that somebody would uh, ask that question at a press <laughs> conference of two world <laughs> leaders, right? Like it really <laughs> is. It really is. Yeah, no, no. It, you know, I it would have been awesome if uh, you know he used some kind of derogatory term. So, what are you chicks doing? Yeah, <laughs> but it's 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 they're they pointed out like it because it well he says it like explicitly it's gender and age because it if it had been like margaret thatcher and and like a similarly aged female head of state it wouldn't have that question probably wouldn't have been asked but these are you know they're both in their i I think they're both in their 30s right and female so then it's like hey did you guys just like call each other up and decide to hang, you know, like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. All right. So more people behaving badly. So you know how crypto is going through this basically death spiral. So this is Sam Bankman. Apparently, we have two stories really of that that start with his name, Sam Bankman. Uh, Sam, oh, sorry. His last name is Sam Bankman Fried, right? Yeah. Doesn't think he's criminally liable for FTX's collapse. And the second headline is his name doesn't know who took $515 million from FTX. So, of yeah. course, he's sitting in the Bahamas and kind of waiting extradition, which I don't I'm, – I'm not too sure in, in this whole grand scheme of things. But, Curtis – so we talked about not trying to understand what crypto is, but we know it's all digital. Mm-hmm. How do you make $515 million disappear without a trace? <laughs> and But maybe that's that's the uh, that was the whole thing about why crypto is so appealing, right? Because it 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 it, it would not be traceable. And that the fact that it's decentralized, it's not like someone snuck into a bank and took it or you can see a well. You, I thought you would have been able to see a transaction happening of something being taken away from one ledger and put into another. Or I, I don't know, Curtis. Yeah, I don't really know. I just know that we have uh, throughout the uh, lifespan of the existential cucumber, we have had many stories about why. You should not invest in cryptocurrency. <laughs> I, I, th- I think this is maybe the most egregious one where like yeah. half a million dollars can just go well, missing. 
then then you then you you see the, the of course when they do these stories especially on TV they always have to go to the people that invested that that took a loss from this and it's like people that it's like really why did you invest like these are like people that you wouldn't think would have that much money to to throw at it or just you know treat it like almost like a lottery ticket mm-hmm. oh i saved this money to help my granddaughter go to college now it's gone i'm like what <laughs> yeah like i could see having like some some money that you're setting aside to put into sort of like higher risk higher risk investments that you that you kind of insulated yourself from right and you and by higher with- risk you mean going to vegas as a trip with the guys on a weekend that's the highest risk <laughs> But yeah, like you, you like like you know, sort of um, yeah, that you might invest in crypto or something that seemed like high risk, high reward uh, kind of thing. But like, yeah, college funds and stuff really like well, <laughs> shouldn't be. What's uh besides the one in Quebec? What was uh, is it the Ontario's teachers' pension plan? Then they lose quite a bit in FTX. I think they did. Oh, did they? I, I remember I, the Quebec one. That was from a previous. Uh, I, I, I think, uh, I think, I think they, 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 they were also part of this loss. But uh, hey, I think that's I what think, happens when you when you try to invest in something that's quote unquote decentralized and unregulated. Yeah, and has a name, and has a, and and and, ha, and you know has a name like Ethereum or you know something <laughs> like that. Like just that, just the the. The very the very nature of that word is, oh, yeah, like yeah. non tangible. Yeah, because I, I would rather put my money and life savings into ethereal. Maybe at least that's tangible. It's it's uh yeah it's just I don't know I I don't understand like I just I don't know it's not for me uh, to begin with but I just I just don't understand you know how these. I, I go back to what I said before. Like, it just seems like people just are working so hard to not work. Right. Like they all, they all want to game the system. That's how stuff like this comes up, but they end up having to work really hard to game the system. Mm -hmm. Like, why not just like, you know, do, do, do the, do it, do like a normal, you know, like just, just pay your dues like everyone else, I guess, is what I'm trying well, to say. Well, hey, you know, I, I'm sure Elon will tell you you have to pay your dues. <laughs> so that leads that that leads us into our, our almost our weekly, these are, you know, segment of what's going on with Twitter. So still, apparently it's still running, st- still running. Um, barely, I guess, like Twitter never made that much money to begin with. So for Elon to think that he can make money from it. Hey. Good on you. But uh, CNN tells Elon Musk to, quote, be better after he shares fake headline. Mm-hmm. Oh, I just don't understand people that share stuff on social media like this. So apparently someone, I guess this w- went around back in even eight, uh, like April 1st, but it came around and Elon must have saw it. It's like this little clip that's been fabricated and photoshopped that said CNN Elon Musk could threaten free speech on Twitter by literally allowing people to speak freely. So Elon 
saw this and goes, you know, his ego is too big to not reshare and and post this without actually looking to see if it's actually on CNN's website. Yeah. Yeah. And of course it is not. He took it down and, but not before people started like trashing him, which what people on Twitter do. Right. Yeah. It's impossible. It's, it's, you, you can never put the toothpaste back in the tube. Like once something's, you know, deleting a tweet or whatever. Yeah. Everybody's got receipts. Everybody. Yeah. So another thing that happened on Twitter, I think guess they disbanded their, I guess, COVID algorithm, which was mm-hmm. kind of identifying. Uh, yeah, misinformation. Know, and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was flagging tweets, probably flagging most of Elon's tweets. But like, yeah, apparently they turned that off. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah, well, you know, he's uh he's 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 definitely throwing his hat in with a certain type of person. Um I mean, like it's like we I was saying before like it's it's almost invisible to me because like you know, my Twitter is just so work focused and there's not a ton of sort of cross pollution, you know, like mm-hmm. But even still, you can't help but see some of it. And uh, but I, I really don't know what's going to happen. Like Twitter still is the preferred method of disseminating information for like a lot of like a lot of companies, definitely in sports. Right. Like it's 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 massive. All the, all the, the teams from all the big, big four North American leagues have have their own like you know pr accounts that they mm-hmm. will will post you know transactions injury reports stuff like that and it's a hugely valuable resource um so like you know i i don't know like i just don't know if that's gonna exist on mastodon or whatever like i don't know what, if this goes down where everybody's gonna go <laughs> Yeah, I, 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 I couldn't. I don't have that answer for you either. But um, one thing that also Elon went to apparently he went to pick a fight with Apple. Yes, yes, uh, because I think uh, was it because Apple was going to take Twitter off of its uh, store, right? Well, well, it was it was twofold. First, it was Apple taking all their business out of Twitter. Mm, right. And apparently that's like a hundred million dollar deal for at, that. Apple has in the past spent like a hundred million dollars on Twitter advertising. So that's one big thing. And I think Elon attempted to do the Donald Trump thing by basically, you know, trying to shame Apple and doing something and then kind of through that, uh, that 30 point, um, take home that Apple does if you put anything on the Apple store. Mm-hmm. But I don't know how that works if you're Twitter because you're a free app. So I don't know if Apple is taking anything off Twitter. <laughs> so that's the part that's kind of confusing to me. Unless they figured out some algorithm for the check mark, which I think is now multi-tiered and they, they still haven't figured that out, Curtis. Like, uh, there's probably like engineers working day and night in Elon's 80 hour work week, Mm -hmm. trying to figure out something to verify accounts. 
I'm still waiting to see if they take my check mark away. I I have one, which is weird because I I use my account so infrequently. But I think work like like my my employers just got blue check marks for like a bunch of the reporter editors. So I have one. Yeah. So I think you're one of the tiers, which is an organizational verification. Right. So if you work or somehow that account, I don't know how they, they associate the account, but then you get you get that special check mark. I don't know if they'll charge CP for it. They may. Again, that's all part yeah. of the whole grand scheme, right? Yeah, yeah. I just I just always felt like because there was a time like nowadays, you know, the blue check mark is kind of like Briac stock, like you know, it's completely devalued. But <laughs> there was there there was a time when like I can remember people who. Who, who like I, I worked with them, uh, who were fairly prolific content generators, but didn't have the blue check mark and couldn't figure out why and couldn't. And they would talk to me sometimes about it. And I'm, they're like, how did you get yours? I'm like, I just I just logged on one day and it was there. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're an important person, Chris. Yeah. And I've always felt like, man, they really want it. Like, I wish I could give it to them because I don't care. But yeah, well, that's the headlines. Curtis, we haven't done a daddy check-in story. So how is uh, baby Arthur and, and you guys holding out? Is is he on Twitter yet? Is he verified? <laughs> He's the guy. Remember, remember the Nintendo of America um, account with Mario flipping the bird? Mm. That was him. We, 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 we grounded him from Twitter for like a week. <laughs> um no things are good um yeah so last night um heather went out for you know just a couple hours uh to see some friends so Mm -hmm. this was the first night that i was uh taking care of arthur by myself uh so i had like like the bottle and everything uh ready to go and uh yeah I'd, i'd say like at first um i was Cause I was just like, you know, it's, it. I, all I care is that you go and have a good time and mm-hmm. you deserve this and stuff, which is all true. But, uh, you know, for the first, like, I don't know, a little bit, he was, he was very hard to please. And I was like, oh, this is a terrible idea. <laughs> but, um, yeah. And then I tried to feed him and it was a, it was kind of a bit of a, it was a bit bit of a learning curve. So at first, like I, I felt like he was drinking, taking on too much at a time, and it was all like going down his face. And then, and then, so I tried to to angle him a little differently, and then he was just kind of sucking air. And then, like he started getting upset, but eventually, through some patience and some trial and error, we found the right equilibrium, like the and the the right the right sort of position for him, so that he could get get milk out of the bottle without just sucking air and without getting too much and then he drank like a ton of milk and then he went to sleep and so by the when heather got home he was sound asleep i was just playing god of war and uh <laughs> and, and i was like oh yeah he's been like this the whole time you know like mission oh, yeah. accomplished yeah mission accomplished so anyway i think ultimately i found out that i could look after him and feed him and he would not die without it's 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 called it's called parenting yeah see the one thing one thing that i i'll i'll have to ask you when it actually does happen to see if it triggers you is when 
either friends or family refer to what you just did as, oh, Curtis is a home babysitting. And I used to <laughs> kind of correct people. I'm like, yeah. I'm the parent. That There's no babysitting when the parent is there. That's, That's called right. parenting. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for but sure. Yeah. It always kind of bothered me because it was like, okay, yes, I know I'm not mom. You know, mom is very, very important, but yeah. I'm parent <laughs> taking yeah. care of kid. Yeah. It does not mean I'm babysitting. I, you know, babysitting implies that once the gig is over, I get my five bucks, maybe my birdcage. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. A, and a, and a yoo-hoo from the fridge. Yeah. Yeah. What other babysitting perks do we get besides the busted birdcage that uh, Lionel Hutz got? Was it tw- There's a fork, I think. Like a <laughs> wasn't there like or was he just rubbing his hair with a fork? And he was and he was he was using the fireplace to burn his files, right? Yeah. I get to keep this rusty birdcage. Still got it. <laughs> yeah, he was. Miguel Sanchez, say hello to Miguel Sanchez. Yeah, yes, that's right. See, that's um, that's yeah. that's babysitting. Yeah, yeah, getting a strange. A strange sort of ambulance chasing lawyer to like after your kids is babysitting. What 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 we do as fathers is nurturing. Ah, there you go. Did you did you guys go to Santa Claus Parade? Did you guys brave the cold? We did. We did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was it was pretty good. He slept through the whole thing. It was great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We went. That was yeah. It wasn't great weather, but uh, yeah. Christy Pitts is a good place to to camp out because you get to see like because that's where it s- starts right so mm-hmm. you get to see Santa Claus pretty early on and then you just go home. Where yeah. like if you're further along the parade route, you know you're I don't know I think it can be a longer a longer day sort of and, thing. And, and if you're craving Korean food, you're already there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Had uh, you know, had uh, we been left to our own devices and not had uh, young Arthur with us, we might have gone for some. But uh, we had to, we had to make tracks. But yeah, yeah. If we went, it was good. It was, uh, it was fun. And uh, I'm looking forward to when he can actually watch it and appreciate it. But <laughs> still. Well, I think I think for the next episode or so, I think I think I'm going to make a point to listen to more Fleetwood Mac because I feel really bad. I I, I really have no no uh, no insight into Fleetwood Mac other than rumors and a few songs off rumors. But uh, now with Christine McVie's death, I'm I'm very curious. Also, looking at my rap, I think I need to kind of work on diversifying my music away from Latin jazz. Yeah. Although I think if you, if your 2003 rap is a bunch of Fleetwood, Fleetwood Mac from Rumors and Tusk, they might say like you're still you're still listening to old stuff. <laughs> I I don't I don't I, I think that's unless uh, maybe uh, McSabbath is on Spotify. Maybe they have an album. I, I might actually have to uh, investigate. It's it's hard to tell. I, I I was actually affected by the you know remember when we were talking about the Neil Young, Joe Rogan beef Spotify beef oh yeah so I was actually and, affected by that because of this music league because the 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 theme that we had was anachronistic songs so songs that that don't sound that sound like I guess older or possibly you know more futuristic than the era in which they were recorded. And mm-hmm. I wanted to use Wonderin' 
by Neil Young and the Shocking Pink. And then I remembered I can't because of Joe Rogan. <laughs> Damn you, Rogan. I had to use a Jethro Tull song. <laughs> Nobody understood. You know, you should have broke out some Moody Blues. Then really confuse everybody. Moody Blues would have worked. I, I think so. I think I think I think that would have I think that would have confused the heck out of everybody. I think what what I did like is somebody commented on my Jethro tells the Whistler from the uh, Songs of the Woods album, hmm. and they said that not only did the because because you you don't know who submitted what song until like after the voting is done, but they said not only did this person <laughs> go you know this person wasn't wasn't content choosing a song that sounded like two decades old they went for two centuries old. Hmm. So I felt pretty good about that. No, I, I, th- I think, I think, I think, uh, think you would have won. Well, 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 just a curiosity in your music league. What, what was it? Someone was it? Was it a winner picked for that? Yeah. So that yeah. round, it was Heather actually uh, oh. won with her submission, which was uh, the longest time by Billy Joel, which is good. Which was a good selection because that song was recorded in the eighties, but definitely has a fifties doo wop sort mm. of sound. Well, yeah. both of you had the same idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, um, I, I think she got like eight votes. I think I got three for my Jethro Tull submission, which was three more than I thought I was going to get. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a moral victory. I'll take moral it. victory. And it's it's you, you got to savor the those small victories, Curtis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that the small ones all add up. Any case, thank you for listening. You can catch Curtis and I weekly on Spotify, and maybe you're, maybe we're on your Wrapped, and you can let us know if uh, we are. Uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and basically everywhere that you would find and listen to your favorite podcast. If those formats have a rating system or a comment, please give us that five star rating or leave us a comment. We'll read it on the show. And that will also help people find our little podcast. Curtis, any last words other than uh, we got to get on the Fleetwood Mac listening train? Uh, I just wanted to give a, um, I didn't want to bring it up too much during our athletic uh, segment, but I just wanted to give a shout out to uh, Canada's uh, Davis Cup team. That's right. Davis Cup. Yeah. First time How? in the hundred and whatever year history. One hundred twenty. I thought it was like old. I know I it's so. over a hundred. I think it's. I think it's. It's. It's quite. It's. It's. It was a lot older than I thought. I was like, whoa. Yeah. 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 First ever. First ever uh, victory for uh, for Canada. Uh, Felix Oje Aliasim, Denis Shapovalov, uh, Vashik Pospisil just uh, played amazing for the last like couple of months through like all the. And and what's interesting is they weren't even supposed to be in the sort of like final um the final group stage. They got in as sort of like the the lucky losers after Russia got booted out. Mm. Um and then ended up winning the the whole the whole tournament. So uh, an amazing story. It's been a bit overshadowed because of the world count at the World Cup, but uh just a, a, a fantastic result. So congratulations. And it, again, just like the great, just like the uh, um, the great cup, just kind of. <laughs> I saw <laughs> I saw some headlines when we won the Davis Cup this weekend, but but tennis is also pretty big, so I'm surprised that it didn't kind of get bigger headlines. 
Yeah, yeah. I think I don't know. Like maybe it's just uh, the way the tournament the tournaments changed a little bit. Maybe it doesn't have the same kind of like um, hype or whatever that it used to. But it, okay. it's still a great. Like it's still like you know, like when when Canada was going through the group stage, they had to play Spain uh, in Spain, and Carlos Alcaraz, who's ranked number one in the world, was playing for Spain, and Aliasim beat him. So, like, I mean, the you know these countries are still getting their you know their best players if they're available, like if they're not hurt or whatever to to play in, the, in this tournament. So it's still like I think a uh, an excellent tournament and a great and just like an amazing sort of story for Canada, who never really. You, you know, even like six or seven years ago, you'd be like, can I win the Davis Cup? No way. There's too many. <laughs> right. You got to go yep. through Federer or you got to get in Switzerland or you got to go through Rafa and Spain or you got to go through Djokovic and Serbia or, or whatever, you know, but they're there. They're on top of the tennis world right now. So congrats to them. Oh, and I have one last word. I, I know you guys have been obviously with Arthur being a bit more homebound than than you usually would be. Uh, Curtis, uh, what is it? We're recording on December 1st. I'm already sick and tired of hearing Paul McCartney in the malls and in the stores. Oh, geez. That is like, <laughs> that is like <laughs> one of the worst songs uh, for any holiday or anything. <laughs> Like, really, so, like it, it literally sounds like he 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 did it in like ten minutes. He probably did do it in ten minutes. You're 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 giving him way too much credit if you think he spent a whole ten minutes. <laughs> you did see you did see the 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 uh, spot not Spotify but the Netflix special of them recording. Uh, uh, Let it be right. Yeah, I, I've only seen bits and pieces of it, but uh, like he's pulling magic out of the ether in that studio. Yeah, yeah. Curtis, he just probably—it's it, just like the episode of Simpsons where Krusty comes running into the sound booth to do the 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 voiceovers for his Krusty the Clown doll. Yeah, and he like just says five things really quickly and tells Lisa, "Take yeah. it from Pro Kid." Yeah, it's sideshow, <laughs> sideshow Mel, sideshow Mel. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it was, it's, it's, uh, but you know what, I, I, I looked it up one time on, and I don't have the number handy, but I looked it up one time, uh, how much he's making from that song, because it's still, like you said, everywhere, every single Christmas, and yeah, he's making like, I don't know, like $900,000 a week or something during the holidays, I, I don't know if it's that high, but it's something I don't, I don't, stupid. Yeah, I don't want to drag this episode any much longer, but I think for next episode or for the near end of Christmas or holiday special that we usually do, we should find out if that's his highest grossing song that he's ever written. Yeah, that's a good idea. That'd be, that'd, <laughs> that would be not surprising. I wouldn't be surprised, right? <laughs> <laughs> Plug your ears when you see Paul McCartney. Don't stream it. He doesn't need any more money. For it, but uh, enjoy your Spotify wrapped and uh, just remember that sometimes a cucumber is just a cucumber. I'm living the good life while I'm working from home.